Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. All right, we are back on Business AF Live, and my smartwatch is going off, so um, that means it's ready to go. And we have a special guest with us. Happy New Year to everyone. I will introduce her in a little bit, um, but... Before we get started, uh, my co-host is in another meeting, so hopefully he will come and join us. He'll be here later on, um, and we will get to talking about all things business with our first guest of 2020. Yay! Yay! Happy New Year. Um, So we are streaming now, right now, LinkedIn Live as well as YouTube, and this is Business AF Podcast, live show, whatever you want to call it, and um, this Today, we have Seppi, the Director of Global Accounts with Elevated Marketing Solutions, right? Oh, I forget. I'm sorry. You can introduce yourself. I really apologize. I got the Director of Global Accounts, and that was really what stuck with me. I want to talk to you about that. So go ahead. Introduce yourself. Tell us what you're about, and uh, give us a little background on what you do. Um, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. And I'm so, so very excited to be the first guest in 2020. 2020 is a very, very special year to my heart. A lot of changes, new decade, fresh start, resetting. And uh, my name is Sapide Ivazi. I am, uh, I live in LA, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I used to live in Las Vegas. I lived there for about 13 years, and I work for this amazing company that's called Elevated Meeting Solutions. I'm an event planner and truly enjoying what I do. Um, I'm sure we would dive into my background and all the things mm-hmm. that I've done, uh, but truly an, an honor to be here, and thank you for having me, and I'm excited to share all my experiences and my stories and my wisdoms and share that with your you know your listeners and audience yeah thank you for uh joining us i know it took us a while to get linked up and you know with a entrepreneur life it sometimes happen that way um so um, tell us a little bit about what you do now as the director of global accounts and what does that involve um, I do know a little bit. I did some research, but I'd like for you to explain it in, in your words and, and tell us what you do. Of course. Um, so my background, I like I mentioned, I grew up, I started my career in Las Vegas. Um, I worked at Bellagio as a convention services manager. And as a convention services manager, we operate on all these accounts, programs. Um, and when I say accounts, like groups, like for example, when you go to conferences like Expedia, or if you go to Amazon or any inspirational conferences. So we manage all these accounts from A to Z and we had the capacity to provide outstanding services for them. Um, I am very fortunate to be a part of, um, you know, the Vegas, the Vegas has a huge, huge um, impact in my life. Uh, I learned the hospitality industry in Las Vegas, which is, outstanding you know we mm-hmm. i learned i got trained in those uh, luxury properties and i had the opportunity to learn 
the industry and the customer service in a very high level. Uh, the majority of the clients that I had, they were all VIPs, very tough accounts. And from that point on, I transferred from, from Bellagio to MGM Grand, and mm -hmm. I was selling conventions and booking business um, at MGM Grand. It was a huge, incredible a journey for me, just learning and understanding the concept of hospitality and how we provide that level of service for the customers. And mm -hmm. then so just how to book business and then how to appreciate the customers and how to maintain those relationships, how mm -hmm. to keep momentum going and understand the needs demand, what's trending in the market, what are the expectations and mm -hmm. all these great things. So after working in the industry for 10 plus years, I decided to uh, shift a little bit, still staying in the industry and um, I am working actually with my former executive director at Bellagio and we um, and the company is called Elevated Meeting Solutions. We're in independent meeting planners and we book corporate accounts. Mm -hmm. So my role um, as a director of global accounts, I um, book and I find the account and then I find and I negotiate the contracts for all my customers, making sure that all these policies and procedures are in place. I set them up for success where we can save up money for them in regards of food and beverage, production, speakers, and then also, that's like the one portion of our company that we um, provide those kind of services in regards of like booking and mm -hmm. venues for them. So let's say Amazon want to book, book an account in San Diego or they want to do it in abroad like in Brazil. Like we have access to all the venues all over the world and mm -hmm. in the U.S. And we have the capacity to find the right venue for them, find the right hotel for them, and mm -hmm. also negotiate all these contract um terminologies and right. once the contract is signed we have the capacity our company has a, uh, has the capacity to uh, provide event planning services and operate their events for them in regards of like managing their vips uh you know amenities conferences like mm -hmm. Food and beverage av production all all above and it has been an incredible journey because a lot of our customers, they are our family, you know, this mm -hmm. uh, we, we live, we work. I always say that we work in a human psychology business, you know, business is all about relationship and trust. And I'm very mm -hmm. fortunate that I work with incredible team that they are my work family. And then also my customers and my clients, uh, they are my family because I have a history of working with them and we have been able to establish a very close relationship and trust. And mm -hmm. my job is to protect their trust and make sure that they're in good hands. Yeah, um, that that's amazing. Thank you for that breakdown. We, um, I mean, I know that you have a lot of experience in the hospitality business, you know, based on your you know, Bellagio and MGM experience. Um, it sounds to me that, um, you know, your experience now is like you're booking all these big events. And I think what my, my question is, is what is the first, like when someone wants to do a conference, like how do they, how do you approach that situation? Can you kind of walk through like that process? Like, you know, someone that maybe want to, maybe wants to do a conference, like, where do you go? You know, is it an, a vision that they have? Do you work with them on their vision or is it a matter of, hey, I have this conference already set up? Um, are you doing any of that and coaching them on their event at all? 
before they sign the contract. Right. So mm -hmm. normally when our clients, we're like a consultant. So they come mm -hmm. to us and they say, we have this vision. We want to conduct a conference, for example, for 2,000 people, 200 people, 50 people. Mm -hmm. The number doesn't really matter in our content. And um, we ask about their vision. What are you trying to achieve in your conference? Is that going to mm -hmm. be a training, educational kind of conference? Is that going to be an inspiration? You're in trying to inspire people and, you know, gathering all these people. Is that going to be a retreat? Is it a corporate accounts? Like there's so many different, is that a sport um, conference? Is it pharmaceutical? There's so many different segments right. in convention industry that we do our homework and we have those candid open conversations with our mm -hmm. clients just to make sure that we understand their vision. We're on the same page with them and we see what they see. At the end of the day, our job is to deliver paint the image for them and deliver their expectations. So yeah. once they let us know that what their expectations are and then we dive into like which, which city they're planning to have their event. You know, there are some people they prefer to keep their event in within their city. They don't mm -hmm. want other attendees to travel. Some they, they decide to just, you know, have their attendee to travel from point A to point B. So it all mm -hmm. depends like what the expectations are and what kind of event they want to hold and what they want to um what would be, what they want to accomplish at the end what would be the end result basically yeah. so based on those information we start designing their events for them okay. and obviously their budget is always important you know like what right. you're and um we have like i said we have the capacity and we have the ability to have access to all these different properties and these all these mm -hmm. venues so we're always able to customize based on their needs we never say no to our customers that's one of the biggest things for us mm -hmm. um, important for us to be able to um give them this uh, opportunity and environment that they can trust us and we have the capacity to uh, provide uh, those information based on their needs, based on their budget, based mm -hmm. on their, you know, their attendees. And, you know, each customer they have, you can have the same program and have two different people working on that and the expectations would be totally different. And as a planner, that is my role to ensure that I am um, understanding their expectations and I am on the same wavelength with them to provide those um, services for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the, you know, the key word that you're talking about is like expectations and re relationships. Like I feel that that is what's needed in business. It's not, you're not always going to get, you know, what you may expect or if they're not clear on their expectations, then sometimes, you know, it ends up being a bad uh, business relationship. <laughs> they, they don't like your services because they expected certain things, but um, I definitely think that that's something that is very key, especially when you're providing a service. Um, so I have a question. Um, have you, as the expert in this, you know, planning events and organizing and all of that, knowing venues, have you ever had an instance where someone came to you with this like huge vision and you coached them into like something that was more like uh, intimate and more, you know, like, a, a retreat versus a conference. Like, can you explain maybe a, an instance where that happened? It happens all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I want to have like Gary Vee and all these speakers and stuff like that. And then they have the budget or well, they have the budget. 
again, um, as I mentioned, trust is a very key player in this business, mm -hmm. in any business, but in our business, it's all about trust. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a track record of being in the industry long enough to know the industry and we mm -hmm. have performed in a very high level. We mm -hmm. have worked with um, companies that they are well known. And um, one of the reasons that people choose us as a company and consult with us is because of our experiences. Mm -hmm. and for me, uh, when they come to me, one of like the first things that I mentioned to my clients is I am going to be candid and honest with you. And I treat you like my family. I would mm -hmm. tell you the exact same thing that I tell my family members. Mm -hmm normally appreciate that they uh, appreciate the fact that you know they people want to hear honesty and if there would be a situation that the expectations and the reality they're too far out and that is my role to just help them to see the new reality and meet them in the middle just to make sure that we're not um, completely disregarding what they wanted to accomplish however we designed the program in a way that they feel fulfilled at the end. So yes, of course, it happens very often mm -hmm. and tailored to their expectations, but we make some tweaks here and there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can, I mean, I think it's it's a dream of a lot of people that work on their own. They want to host a conference. They want to bring their tribe together. Um, but I think, you know, they have sometimes too high expectations or not enough preparation, you know, not the experts to help them out. Um, so I want to backtrack a little bit on your entrepreneurship journey and like now living in LA. Um, when did you realize that that this was like you needed to make the jump from corporate to like working in like a different style, um, you know, business? I mean, it's still business, but it's different, right? Like you have to manage your schedule and all of that. Like when did you realize that was the the need you needed, the jump you needed to make? So I love that question because mm -hmm. I can tell you my life story. I am an independent thinker. And uh, from day one, when I walked into that property, because um, when I started working at Bellagio, I started the convention industry from the bottom. I did not know the industry. I had no idea what convention was. And from day one, I knew that I would work for myself one day. And that was a learning process for me. That's why I did operation. And that's why I switched from operation to sales, because in regards of like running a business, you need to have the, you need to understand both sides. Right. So when I um, felt like that, that was the right time for me. I gained enough experience. Um, when I was in operation, I was the employee of the month at Bellagio. I was finalist for employee of the year at Bellagio. I worked really, really hard uh, to learn the industry, to understand the service level and do whatever I can to mm -hmm. exceed those expectations. And <clears throat> when I switched from operation to sales, the very last year when I left the brand, my goal was $2.4 million and I closed at 165% of my goal. I learned the contracts. I learned networking relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And I was ready. I was ready. I did all these, all, the past 10 years, when 10 plus years when I was in the industry, I've been just absorbing all the information. I was mm -hmm. just, my goal and my focus was all about learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And when I um, decided to become an independent planner and also 
working with the team that I have worked with them in the past. I have a, I had a very positive experience working with them when I, because um, two of my partners, they both worked at Bellagio with me. So mm -hmm. I worked with them in the past and I trusted them and they had the exact same vision that mm -hmm. I did. And it led me to a place that I decided to join Elevated Meeting Solutions and um, just exploring myself on a different level and seeing mm -hmm. a different dynamic. I, I have that kind of personality. I have a very strong personality. I'm a go-getter. I love challenges. I don't like to sit stagnant. I don't like a nine-to-five job. I like to create things. And, you mm -hmm. know, the journey of being independent and finding yourself in places that you've never been before, finding yourself in places that you don't have a steady paycheck, finding yourself mm -hmm. in places that you feel uncomfortable and you're living outside of your comfort zone constantly and questioning yeah. yourself. These are, um, I would say, this is who I am. I migrated from Iran when I was 20 years old with my younger sister and I always had this fire in my belly that I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to just put myself in uncomfortable situations and learn and grow and moving forward and nothing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just natural. You know, I, mm -hmm. I thrive on that. You know, this is my, um, my passion. The mm -hmm. hospitality is my passion. So I know I'm just investing my time and energy in the right field and mm -hmm. So the drive that I've always had, the hunger to learn and grow uh, and just seeing myself in a different dynamic and see how much I can expand. It's just mm -hmm. incredible. The past year has been one of the most challenging, yet one of the best, best years of my life. I have expanded in a way that I've never seen myself in the past 34 years of my life. I have been in places that I'm like, oh my God, I'm not gonna make it. And I've seen myself on the very top that I'm like, wow, I can't believe this. And yeah. this journey, as you know, it has ups and downs, it has highs and lows. And for all the people out there who are fighting every single day, they wake up, they show up for themselves and they believe in their dreams, I admire them. I admire them for their courage. I admire them for the resilience. I admire them for not giving up. It's not easy. It, it really mm -hmm. isn't. And um, there's a perception out there that people think, oh, you know, you're a business owner, so you make a lot of money. You have mm -hmm. your own business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's not always about the money. Uh, money is only a tool to... Mm -hmm get you from point N to point B. Money is something that it brings more comfort to your life and it gives you the freedom to explore life in different ways. But in reality, this journey for me has been a lot of, it brought a lot of self-awareness and self. I, I had to explore myself in areas that I didn't feel comfortable. And I had mm -hmm. to look at those situations to see who I truly am and who I want to become. And just... Yeah. Knowing that who I want to become, it just excites me. That's like the blood flow in my body every single day when I wake up and I jump out of the bed and I mm -hmm. start my day because the person who's gonna, who I I am going to become mm -hmm. is this person is working towards that person every right. 
day. And that excitement, it just keeps me going. And, mm-hmm. and I am very proud of all the other people like me who are out there and they're doing the same thing. And it's not easy, but we're growing all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can attest to that. I've been there and uh, it's even when there's a setback, to me, it's growth because you have to take something from that. Um, so you talk about you know getting up in the morning and that's what drives you and you're always going, going, going. Um, what type of tasks or anything that you put in place day to day to keep yourself like in line and, and be disciplined about what you're doing? So I created this lifestyle for myself. First of all, I work out every single day. That is very vital to me. It's very rare that I miss my workout unless I'm traveling or I have a meeting and my timing is not working. Mm-hmm. And um, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning uh, for about 30 minutes. I meditate and I write my journal. I set my intentions for the day that what I would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then I start up my day. You know, I believe that it's important to take care of yourself throughout this. This is a journey. There's no ending to this process you know so maintaining that mental and physical balance is very vital um you know people have different approaches in regards of taking care of their body i do celery juice every morning but uh, then i start working like i set my intentions i have a list of the things that i need to do and also I set myself for success. I don't create the list in regards of like setting unrealistic expectations. At the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I wasn't able to accomplish ABC. However, it's important for me that it would be um, realistic and achievable. Once the day ends, I sit and review the list just to ensure that where I missed, what uh, you know, I succeeded, what I need to do for tomorrow, and just writing about it. You know, I journal every single night about the things that I'm grateful for. Um, there's always something that we can be grateful for. It can be a conversation with somebody. It can be an article that you read. It can be simple things in life, just having food on your table, just having a shelter. Mm-hmm over your head, having warm water. I mean, it's small things, they can make an impact. And there are days that you don't feel it, you know? You're, there are days that you don't even care about it because you don't understand the value of all these things that you have. But just practicing, practicing gratitude is very important. It plays a major role in my life. Um, it helps me to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. It allows me to appreciate life in a different way, just not having expectations, 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 because sometimes you just need to be, you don't have to do, sometimes you just need to be. Right, oh yeah, I definitely resonate with that. I think it's, um, I think one of the things that really helps me, and I don't know if you've done this, but like trying not to compare yourself with someone else's success, like, or, failure, whatever it is, like you need to create your own journey because your chapter one, it may be, or your chapter 10 might be someone else's chapter 25 or something like that. And I think it's really easy to get lost, especially when you're um, an entrepreneur and doing all the things by yourself, essentially. Um, So, you know, you talked a lot about uh, one thing you mentioned about um, 
relationships and it's kind of like being in the human psychology business because you kind of have to read people and stuff. Um, I want to know, like, you know, have you ever uh, encountered a situation where there was someone you worked with that didn't mesh with you and you had to make that difficult decision to move on from them? Of course. Mm -hmm. um, it's not only working, it's in your friendship. It, there are family members that you feel mm -hmm. about them. I think this is life. You know, we are mm -hmm. not all uh, basically built to connect with everyone. We can't right. know anyone who can say, I love everybody and everybody loves me. We have differences. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that what's important, what's very important in this process is acceptance. We're not all the same. We don't come from the same background and we don't believe in the same 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 things. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the same dreams. We're not looking for the same thing in life. There are people like, for example, my personality, I would use myself as an example, can be too much for some certain people. Mm -hmm. I have enough self-awareness about myself knowing that I can be too much for some other people. Does it mean that I'm going to change? No. This is no. who I am. I know who I am. And as long as I'm not harming or damaging people and I'm not causing pain for other people, I don't see um, I don't see any reason for me to change. But there's always room for improvement. There's always right. room to be better. And um, when I find myself in those positions, I always, the first question is like a self-reflection on me that why am I not able to connect with this person? What am I projecting on this person? that I'm not able to connect with? And who do I see that person? Am I seeing this self-image that they are trying to show me? Or is it something behind this that I need to come and visit the situation with more compassion and empathy to right. understand that we all are going through this life with some sort of pain and we're mm -hmm. all trying to mask it in different shape or form. Some people, have more self-awareness and they know themselves and they mm -hmm. have strength and weaknesses so they're able to manage themselves in those situations in a different manner but mm -hmm. i don't take it personally i don't think that uh that is my job to tell people how they need to live their lives right sense of acceptance and then also there are times in life that you need to say no to people there are times in life mm -hmm. that we see that it's causing you a negative impact, then that's where you need to stand up for yourself and set your boundaries and mm -hmm. say to them because, um, not because that they're good or bad, it's just like the matter of like understanding where you stand and where you wanna go. And people, some people, they just are comfortable where they are, you know, and there are people like, and there are people that they wanna just live differently. And right. I, Never put myself in a position to judge them. I just look at them as they're indifferences. They're indifferent. Mm -hmm. I travel mm -hmm. enough in in the world, and I've been in so many different countries. And the more you travel, at the end of the day, we have our similarities are way more than our indifferences. We right. are all trying to do our best in this life. Mm -hmm only have and we we thrive based on the tools that we have mm -hmm. so right. if anyone for whatever reason i feel like that they have those uh, challenge i have those challenges with them it's not my job to judge them i just understand the fact that at the end of the day 
my tools are not the same as the tools that they have. And yeah. I like that and I just let it go basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, the acceptance is the key, just accepting whatever it is. So um, just switching back a little bit into like your work um, life. I want to uh, talk a little, just one question about um, events and conferences and, you know, talking about self-awareness and like, you know, this, movement of mental health and making sure that people are you know healthy uh mentally not just physically uh when it when they come to these events do you see any trends um in conferences or events that include a mental health you know event or like room or anything are you seeing any of that um in some of the events that you're planning recently i'm sorry i lost your question so like you know how like mental health is very important and a lot of people are talking about it feeling more comfortable are you seeing trends in events that you plan that are catered towards this aspect like not just the education and training and the fun and the party but like also that side i love this question it's you asked really great questions <laughs> thank, you. thank you so one of the trends in convention industry that we are witnessing that recently is health and wellness. It has become really, really big. Actually, I have booked multiple accounts that it was all retreats in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. um, we're booking one in Thailand, in Bali. Like People are very engaged in that level of like, you know, maintaining a better lifestyle, you know, eating healthier, putting themselves in these positions or environments to pro to learn new skills and new tools to be able to maintain a healthier lifestyle and mental um, wellness. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that it's very important in our industry, because people travel quite often, so that would distract their lifestyle. So if somebody is going to the gym every day because they go mm -hmm. to conferences and they party at night, they drink, like unhealthy so there's a distraction and one of the things that a lot of hotels are providing the services of health and wellness they're um, actually changing menus bringing like organic plant-based mm -hmm. um, options providing options for people to maintain that lifestyle as they're traveling to be able to <coughs> excuse me to be able to continue that kind of lifestyle so it's very important to see that for me um it's a matter of like seeing the trend and just the matter of like seeing that people are continuing believing in that lifestyle you know it's not mm -hmm. only at home when you travel you want to keep maintaining that lifestyle because you believe that this is who you are and right. you don't want to take that for granted i travel personally a lot for business also and pleasure however when i travel that's another thing you know just being able to maintain that lifestyle, just putting myself like, you know, in the gym, even like for 30 to 45 minutes, just keep the body moving. And also I am booking and seeing more um, desire for all these groups coming to us and wanting us to book different retreats for them and just being uh, part of that health and wellness um, segment. Right. Yeah, I definitely can see that in the past couple of conferences that I've been at. And it's really important. I think, you know, you mentioned 
going to all the you know, all the sessions and then going partying and then not sleeping and your whole routine is like thrown off. So I can definitely see how that is integrated into these events, especially when they're week long. Um, so thank you for joining me. Um, we do have a, a, a one random question that we asked before we wrap, you know, wrap up. Um, and it is, if you can sit down with anyone one-on-one -on -one for lunch, who would that be and why? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, sorry, I lost. Oh, oh I said if you could sit down with for lunch with anyone one-on-one, -on -one, who would that be and why? Maya Angela. Okay, that's good. It's a good answer. Maya Angela, she has a very, very, very special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. I listen to her actually weekly to her. She has a lot of wisdom to share about life about love about progress about humanity mm -hmm. and um she is very powerful she's very strong yet she's very gentle and she's very humble she's a combination of um and that's another thing like in 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 our society when a woman is strong she's always labeled with exactly Mm -hmm. the b word <laughs> yes, the b word <laughs> and there's a stigma when it comes to strong women there's a stigma when it comes to women that they are independent and they're conducting their lives in a different level and they set the bar so high and mm -hmm. um maya angelo is a great example of being strong yet being gentle yet teaching us how to right. maintain the balance between the strength and also gentleness. Mm -hmm. So she's she's the one. That's a that's a really good answer. And uh, I get that question sometimes, and I'm like, you know, I go to certain people, but that's a good one to add to the list. I guess I, I mean more than one person. But um, so yeah, if people want to connect with you, they can go um, to your website at elevated me. Oops, sorry, uh, elevatedmeetings.com. Um, they can connect with you on Instagram. To put your website up here, um, they can connect with you on Instagram, and you're probably on LinkedIn and all the all the platforms. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and share my story, and I wish you well. Thank you. We had I had a great time. Thank you for all your insight, and uh, I'll definitely keep you in mind if I hear about anyone wanting to plan a huge event. This is the Business AF podcast where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.